Hello. Oh my goodness. Happy holidays. Um, truly so much going on, but um, a couple housekeeping notes, if you will. I tried Love Hard on Netflix, didn't finish it. Um, so looking forward to some better holiday movies. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I complained about King Richard being Venus and Serena's story, and it's named after their father. They're literally producing it and honoring their father, so I'm dumb. Also, the more you read about it, I was obviously too young to remember, but they endured a lot, so honoring their father, who like persevered, believed in them, seems very sweet. Everyone says that this is Will Smith's chance for an Oscar. Honestly, happy for him so that he doesn't do any more films where he has weird accents or pretends to have a concussion or whatever. Um, just being transparent, currently obsessed with Andrew Garfield. Didn't know this was going to be my holiday vibe. That man is promoting the heck out of Tick Tick Boom using his whole chest. I absolutely watched, watched it because he's deeply precious and I only want good things for him. Uh, gonna be honest with you, not my vibe. <laughs> But I did watch it. Um, if you love Broadway, you will love this film. But we've got a lot going on. We've got, I mean, we knew that the music was coming. The girls were like, you know, winter is sad. Sad winter. We are divorced. Um, lawsuits are out here. We're going to talk about those. Uh, Grammy noms. Going to talk about just like top line things there. Um, I need to know if everyone's breaking up just famous people is Jake Gyllenhaal listening to the 10 minute version we must discuss there's also a bunch of uh, like documentaries and docuseries coming out and they seem like so random and they all seem kind of like in the vein of ones that we've watched about like cults and you know the Lula Rich thing um, people are really cranking these out and then um, oh god I watched the Jonas uh, Brothers family roast I have thoughts and I have to tell someone. So congrats. It's you. Let's catch up. Okay, we're going to start the episode a little, a little bit of a bummer, let's be honest, but lawsuits about both of the tragedies that we have heard a lot about recently. I'm talking about Rust and Astroworld. Um, we're going to start with Rust because it does seem a little bit straightforward um, compared to Astroworld, but what do I really know? So the electrician and the script supervisor have filed lawsuits against Alec Baldwin, the armorer that we previously discussed, and some other people. Um, the electrician is saying he was nearly shot and his hearing was impaired, and the script supervisor is suing for emotional distress. Um, and I don't doubt any of these things, obviously. They went through a trauma. The family of Helena Hutchinson has, like... Um, retained a law firm in the area but I hate to be rude like shouldn't they go first I know that this does not like this is not lining up for recess or anything but like you know they lost a, a mother and a wife so I think that uh, their lawsuit might take a little bit of precedence here but maybe that's just me being rude um, I, I don't know the details here I assume most of these will end in settlements that will inevitably like bankrupt Alec Baldwin's production company no idea what I'm talking about, but um, I think we all can assume that there will be more. The reason that I said that this felt more um, straightforward is because the bullet points of who is being sued here are similar in both lawsuits, and it's like Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's production company, the armorer, um, and then like a props guy. It's like five or six people. 
the Travis Scott long lawsuits, it's a long list. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of plaintiffs. It's a lot of um, people being listed as responsible for this. One of the attorneys basically said that like anyone who stood to gain profits over the lives of these people should be sued. So like there's one for $750 million for 125 plaintiffs obviously like victims of the festival. I'm not sure if this includes like families too. I don't know. Um, we've all heard and seen part of these lawsuits. I think that have included language that accuses Travis Scott of inciting riotous behavior. We know that that's like his thing or whatever, which like what a terrible thing to be known for, if we're being honest, especially when people die. Um, but basically people are citing that as him inherently making things more dangerous. There are two security guards from the event that have filed a lawsuit against him, his company, which is like, what is it? Cactus Jack or whatever live nation, because they put on the event, Apple music, who was streaming the event, the list goes on and on and on about who victims are blaming. So it feels like there's a long list of options here and people are just kind of picking and choosing. There's another lawsuit for $2 billion, $2 billion with AB. This has been filed on behalf of 282 people. This one obviously also includes Travis Scott, um, Live Nation, Apple Music. And interestingly, this is another one that includes Drake. The Drake thing, sorry if this sounds insensitive, does seem almost like a money grab because he was on the stage for a fraction of time. And basically what they're saying is that people got so excited because he came on stage that he is to blame. But it doesn't seem nearly like Travis Scott. We can obviously blame Live Nation, the security guard company, Apple Music, because we know for a fact that they knew and they kept streaming. Right. Like all that stuff. The the company, Travis Scott's company, blaming Drake feels like a little bit of a reach. But, you know, we know that he has plenty of money, so he will probably be able to settle with all these people and um, still have that like golden weird house thing with a basketball court uh, in Canada. So we'll, we'll see what goes on there. Um, the environment was definitely created and perpetuated by Travis and his festival and his people, right? Um, uh, the interesting thing is that there have been consequences for his actions, which I feel like, honestly, I didn't think that there would be. Um, apparently, W Magazine had a shoot that featured Kylie and Travis that was going to be on the cover. They pulled that. Um, that's a stressful day at work. You know, not as stressful as someone who's like trying to figure out if their child is going to survive being trampled at a music festival. But still, um, the Nike also pulled a shoe that they were collaborating with Travis with uh, from release. I like I said, I don't know much about the law. I feel like these are not the end. We will see more on both fronts, Rust and Astroworld. I don't know what the impact will be, how Travis Scott's career will bounce back, if it will. Just feels like this has left like quite a mark on so many lives for both of these tragedies. Okay, let's pivot to something that is um, significantly less upsetting and of less consequence, Grammy noms. Grammys! Um, the show is on January 31st, 2022. And yes, I did just faint because I feel like we just had the Grammys and time is just a concept, but baby, that concept is flying. Um, I think it's on CBS. I didn't double check, but I feel like the Grammys are always on CBS. Um, John Batiste, the band leader for Stephen Colbert, also on CBS collusion. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I can't believe I said that. Um, John Batiste, 
the band leader for Stephen Colbert. If you're not familiar with him, he does do other things. He leads the nominations with 11, then Doja Cat, Billie Eilish, her, we love to see it, Olivia Rodrigo, and interestingly enough, Justin Bieber are all closely following in like the 789 ballpark. Um, so that's exciting. I mean, like, I feel like that's a very exciting group of people like John Batiste. I feel like we don't talk about him when it comes to Grammys. Doja Cat, obviously so exciting for her, um, and her, <laughs> uh, Billie Eilish, fine. Olivia Rodrigo, very excited for her. And Justin Bieber seems like an interesting addition. I didn't even really listen to this album. Um, before we get into the big categories, we do need to discuss this weird development that happened. That is the reason that I said all of those were like in the seven, eight, nine category, because some of them had like Doja Cat got an additional nomination after the initial announcement because of a category expansion. Like 24 hours after all of the nominee nominees were released, the Grammys said that they expanded some cate categories into like eight nominees, like album of the year. And they basically, the, the way that they said it was like, this is a move towards the spirit of inclusivity. So they nominated Kanye West and Taylor Swift. <laughs> Diversity. Um, I just thought that that was funny that they were like, we're open up, opening up these categories to more nominees. And the ones that snuck in were Donda and Evermore. Like, okay, did someone write a strongly worded letter? I think so. Um, but we're going to do the big overarching categories here. If you want genre specific situations, you're going to have to Google them because there's so many awards. So I'm not going to get into like pop and, you know, dance and country and all that stuff. R&B. Um, okay. So record of the year, we'll start with that. I still have faith in you by ABBA. Go off. Come back. Okay. <laughs> Swedish comeback. Uh, Freedom by John Baptiste. I get a kick out of you by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, which is sweet. Peaches. Yep. By Justin Bieber featuring Daniel Caesar. And how do you pronounce this man's name? Is it Givion? Givion? I don't know. I don't. That heartbreak, whatever anniversary song I only really listen to on TikTok, you know? Uh, right on Time by Brandy Carlisle, which is fantastic. Kiss Me More, Doja Cat featuring SZA, honestly an anthem. Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish, also an anthem. Montero, Call Me By Your Name, Lil Nas X, which is awesome. And Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. I mean, truly cannot believe that song came out like a year ago. Song of the Year, which we do know is different than Record of the Year, but I feel like last year I differentiated between the two of them, and this year, can't remember. Song of the Year, Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran, A Beautiful Noise, Alicia Keys featuring Brandy Carlisle. I was really excited about that song because I love both of them. It didn't do it for me, but no one asked. Driver's License also nominated for Song of the Year, Fight for You by Her, Happier Than Ever, Kiss Me More Again, Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic. Oh, I think Leave the Door Open was also nominated for Record of the Year, and I cut it off. I think it's both Record and Song of the Year by Silk Sonic. Montero, uh, Call Me By Your Name Again. I love that I keep calling that song Montero, Call Me By Your Name. That's like its formal name, but has anyone ever called it that? Uh, Peaches is also here and Right on Time by Brandy Carlisle. And then Album of the Year, We Are by John Baptiste. Love for Sale, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Again, adorable. Now, this next one <laughs> says justice in parentheses. Triple Chucks Deluxe. I, again, I didn't listen to a lot of versions of justice, but if you know the differentiations between the album, can you let us know if Triple Chucks Deluxe is the one that should be nominated for album of the year? And then Planet Her Deluxe by Doja Cat, Happier Than Ever Billie Eilish, Back of My Mind by Her, 
uh, Montero, Lil Nas X, Sour, Olivia Rodrigo, and then the two that I was talking about earlier due to category expansion, which are Evermore and Donda. Okay. Um, I have no idea who's going to win any of these things. I have some personal thought. Listen, I loved Doja Cat's album, but I feel like that's, I also love Sour, but that's just me. What if Justin Bieber won all of them? Um, there's a lot of exciting nominations. Like I said, I'm not going to touch on all these things, but like Hotels by Jasmine Sullivan, one of my favorite albums of the year nominated in the R&B categories. Um, Mayor Morris and her husband were nominated for their song in the country duo or group category, which is just precious. Uh, Don Cheadle was nominated for spoken word for a book he read about John Lewis and he was genuinely shocked and did not even know. I love this. I love this world where he keeps getting nominated for things and keeps going, hmm, what, what did I do? <laughs> I hope that Don Cheadle ends up becoming an EGOT winner just by like donating, like just like half an hour of his time, like a, every couple of weeks, just like guest stars and walks across the stage at a play and gets a Tony for it. Um, there's a lot of discussions regarding Marilyn Manson and Louis C.K. being nominated. And the Grammys basically said, we don't look at people's history or whatever. They were like, we don't really look at whether or not they're good people. A strange defense. <laughs> Super weird to be like, we don't really look at their history. We just look at their talent. Um, and they were like, we let the town speak for themselves. Uh, I don't, I don't know, like their actions also speak for them, but they basically were like, we let whoever be nominated, but we can only control who attends, which is like not true. But I think it's their way of basically being like, we're going to let all these people be nominated, but we promise you Louis CK won't be in the audience. It's like, okay, whatever. A name that honestly, I thought that I wouldn't have to hear again, but unfortunately we do. And Dave Chappelle was also nominated and people were like, it's rough being canceled, isn't it? Because this man truly has spent all his time being like, I'm getting canceled. It's like, no, you're definitely not. You're an actual millionaire who lives in like the middle of Ohio. You're not getting canceled. You're getting nominated for a Grammy actually. Um, obviously after the ceremony, we will discuss winners as well as performances should be interesting because we're getting into like last year at the Grammys, you know, Taylor Swift had that like coordinating dress mask situation that I was very into that floral moment. Be interesting to see if masks are required. Will they be indoors? How are award shows going to start working at the beginning of the year? Um, will there be vaccine requirements? Will people fake vax cards? <laughs> Bring on the drama. Okay, I got to ask this question, and I'm sorry if this is, uh, this personally impacts you, but is everyone breaking up? We were just beginning cuffing season, and it feels like some people were like, not me, uncuffed. Um, Going to start with the bachelorette couple that has led me to believe uh, that love no longer exists because of their separation. Zach and Tasha. we don't know a lot of details. I've read a lot of things. They could very well not be legitimate from those things. The assumption is that it was her doing. Um, truly wishing the best for both of them because she just ran a marathon with, with him, which it was like his eighth and her first. And now they're not in a relationship. And I don't want to be dramatic, but I would kill a man if the last thing we did together was run 26.2 miles. Honestly, if the last thing we did together was one run 26.2 miles and one of us ended up dead afterwards, I would just assume that it was me due to, you know, uh, the running part. But um, we'll see. 
We have another Bachelor World separation, which was the Bachelorette after Tasha before Michelle, Katie, who is in the midst of Michelle, like, truly trying to promote her season and teach a fifth grade class. She's, like, at Good Morning America. She's on Jimmy Kimmel. She still is a teacher. And this girl, Katie, is doing 12 Days of Messy on her Instagram story. I don't understand. She's associating men from her season with songs from Red, ending in her basically announcing that she was dating a guy from her season that she sent home night one. She's, like, spent time with him during the airing of her season while she was engaged to Blake. She's commented on him before. Obviously, she's no longer engaged to Blake. He seemed a little blindsided by her being in a new relationship. I think we all were. It's, like, a very weird vibe just because it seems like they announced the separation and then she, like, prepped to announce her new relationship, which I feel like she didn't even have to do. She could have kept it a secret, but for some reason she announced it. And she did it via Taylor Swift songs. Oh, well. Just weird. Um, Kaya Gerber and Jacob Ellerty, given his history, I honestly did not believe this relationship half the time. But go off, hot youths, to your next hot youth. Um, Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes. Oh, now, this got a lot of press for a lot of reasons. Some of them unsavory. A lot of them noting that we would not get slow neighborhood walks anymore, which is a shame. Um... People have long accused their relationship of being a PR relationship. They started, they were definitely like friends at some point. And then they were in this relationship for two years. And, you know, there have been a lot of accusations thrown around and I'm not going to, you know, add fuel to the fire, but it'll be interesting to see how both of them move on. Um, She was overheard on a plane asking a friend if she would watch happy or sad movies after a breakup, like right before it was announced. So I don't think she's trying to keep it a secret. (laughs) Um, if you watched My Unorthodox Life on Netflix, you'd recognize Bathsheba, uh, the oldest daughter. She's getting divorced from her husband of almost 10 years, Ben. This is sad because it does seem like it's a product of, like, her mother's reality show, right? Like, her mom, like, left the, you know, Orthodox Church and, you know, was living in Manhattan and all this stuff. And it's like, that could probably have some sort of impact. But, like, being on a reality show and her being like, I want to wear jeans and him being like... (laughs) where we grew up you didn't wear pants like that's a it seems like a lot he wasn't super sure about it all which is fair given how they were raised hopefully they can both find someone that better aligns with their faith and their values now and also gives them like a little bit of space to grow I don't know um you know speaking of people with uh deeply religious marriages one of the sister wives left Uh, married in quotes because I don't think these two legally were I think for 25 years and she left she's the second one right Christine or she the third someone will correct me Um, I didn't write it down Uh, she's the one that I like the most whenever I watch the show remember back in the day when Sister Rise came on and like I think we were all kind of like okay and it's been on for years I think when they like had to run to another state it all got like a little dicey because I was like this always confuses me, like, how people aren't arrested when they're, like, on camera breaking the law. <laughs> like, polygamy was, like, illegal wherever they lived, and then they just, like, moved somewhere else. And I was like, are we not? He's still not getting arrested? Okay, great. Also, I look at that man, and I get angry that he has four wives. You know? But um, deeply sad for her, because this is the only life she's ever known. Obviously, also very sad for her kids who, like, they're, like half siblings or whatever I don't know what you call it. do you call them oh god nope 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 uh more breakups we touched on the Outer Banks kids previously Chase and Madeline officially separated the show is renewed for season three and four and we'll definitely start filming soon and like 
the Bahamas or Barbados, one that starts with a B. Um, Scott and that little girl he was dating have officially broken up and her mother, Lisa Renna, if you weren't familiar, <laughs> literally Lisa Renner's daughter. Um, she's very grateful. A reality crossover I would like to see filmed. Thanks so much. Um, still feels like some of these breakups are stemming. I feel like the marriages specifically are stemming from quarantine time where people spent all this time together and I don't know anything I'm speculating, but it's deeply sad. The long list of marriages that are separating, not just bachelor engagements and, you know, young, hot actors breaking up, but, um, I didn't even get into the divorces. There's a lot. They, it seems like a lot of them have been percolating since the fall. Um, getting the law involved, you know? <laughs> All right, so Red Taylor's version, I gotta ask, do we think Jake Gyllenhaal is listening to the 10-minute version? I just, I'm just putting it out there because, like, I think that man loves himself. And he obviously is problematic, but based on the clips that I've seen of him over the years when people have brought up Taylor Swift, he doesn't act like super uncomfortable about it. Like he pretty much just kind of sits in the awkwardness of it all, which I can appreciate. That's bold. Um, Someone asked him once if she wrote another song about him or something, and they said something about her doing country music and he with a complete straight face said I think she's moved more into pop now I don't I don't know guys this is the other thing people were yelling at this man on the internet yelling at him all caps comments Bessie you might want to turn your comments off federal prison girls quit because y'all are yelling at this man while he's advocating for the stay of execution for Julius Jones A very interesting vibe because I have a strange feeling that a lot of these women, a lot of these girls that were yelling at this man didn't even know about this execution happening. You know what I mean? So there's something very fascinating about this whole, you know, dare I call it a parasocial relationship? I'm just saying people are very invested. Children yelling at him about something that happened 10 years ago and him doing something good. Anyway, Gurley has released Red Taylor's uh, version. We know I'm not a Swifty, but I'm all about the white woman's queen owning her music, okay? Like, yelling at this man about something that happened 10 years ago does nothing, but I respect her for re-releasing her music, even if it is about something that happened 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, that's not on her. I think that the 10-minute version, you know, kind of does, you know, poke the bear a little, but... I completely respect what she's doing, right? Like, we are all on Taylor's side here. Well, I think we most most of us are. Um, as a folklore stand personally, I'm grateful that she's owned it this entire time and there's no mess there. But apparently, there could be some lawsuits brewing between the men that owned her rights because they didn't think she'd actually do this re-recording thing. And we know Swifties are loyal, so they don't stand a chance to make any substantial money off the old versions. And that's why they own them. They didn't think she'd actually do this. So now they're worried that they're not going to make any money off of it. So I think they're all going to like sue each other, Scooter and all these other men. I don't know. But, you know, watch them cannibalize each other. It'll be fun. And we'll just all be in the background, just like jamming, you know, just like doing a little all to you know casually cool in the name of being honest yes kill each other I'm just kidding (laughs) um no 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 we don't we don't advocate for violence here just 
kill each other's bank accounts. Um, interesting to watch, I guess. We'll see how it goes. You know, I'll bring up a lawsuit given the opportunity. Uh, just want to note the short film, depressing. Uh, like, okay, this man was clearly manipulative and her line in the 10 minute version about his girlfriend staying the same age, bullseye, my girl, a lyrical genius is no understatement. Um, also, or is it an understatement? It's an, it's no overstatement. Oh boy, guys, happy holidays. Um, I will say if a man told me I wasn't funny, I'd write a 10 minute song about him too. Like, yeah, for sure I would write a 10-minute version if he insisted that I was not funny. Because um, that's a brilliant, it's a brilliant joke. Her, His 25-year-old girlfriend has to be, like, scrambling, right? She has to be like, I gotta get out of here. Um, I do think this has been a very cool experiment. It's been very cool to see. People have already started to suggest other people re-record albums. I don't think it'll work for everyone because you do have to be, I think, as big as Taylor to have the impact, right? You have to have people who are, like, so deeply loyal they will never listen to the old versions again um kelly clarkson was one of the original suggesters of the idea on twitter and i'd listen to her re-record her older rock stuff in this post-divorce area you know um divorce girl winter let it snow let it snow child support payments am i right is that inappropriate all right she owes him so much money and it it irritates me because she's working hard What are we watching? What are we paying attention to? It's documentary season, apparently. Um, Hulu is cranking out documentaries like nobody's business. Um, I completely missed, I guess, this partnership that they're doing with the New York Times. Um, it's like FX on Hulu and the New York Times, and that's how we got the Britney documentary. But that's also who's doing this Janet Jackson documentary, a documentary that Janet Jackson herself has said, no, thank you. So I won't be watching it because she said that she doesn't want anyone to be talking about the Super Bowl thing. She's like, just let it go. Fair enough. Um, Hulu also did the one about Erica Jane and the crimes committed by her allegedly and her husband. Now they're doing one about Jen Shaw in Salt Lake, the FX thing. They're doing like um, an opioid crisis doc. And um, they did one about Breonna Taylor. I don't know. I feel like they're just like doing a lot. They're doing one about vaping all over the place, right? <laughs> There's a lot going on. But um, I love that Hulu saw like all of the true crime in Housewives and was just like, that's our lane. Um, but I, I guess we won't be watching the Janet Jackson one. But I do feel like someone at the New York Times hates Justin Timberlake and is working to take him down. They were like, first Britney Spears, then Janet Jackson. Then we'll do an expose about how he's been cheating on his boring wife all these years. I'm sorry. She's not exciting. I'm sorry. She doesn't have to be. No one's no one's making her. She seems content with her life. But like he definitely cheats on her, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, anyway. Oh, rem they also did a Firefest doc. That was good, honestly. Um, I think the thing that's most interesting about their documentaries is that it's like, these are things that actively are or like actively were in the news. So are these docu-series being made for people who like don't watch the news or is it an addendum to the news? Like I'd like to know how they expect people to watch them, but um, I don't know. Just so funny at their attempt to cancel him. I swear to God, that's what they're doing. Um, speaking of Janet Jackson, I want to briefly tell you guys something. Did you all see the billboard list of top 10 artists of all time? hope you answered out loud. Um, 
I am going to read them to you and then I'm just going to keep moving (sighs) because I could pick who made this list in a lineup. You know what I mean? Number one, the Beatles. Number two, Madonna. Number three, Elton John. Number four, Elvis Presley. Number five, Mariah Carey. Number six, Stevie Wonder. Number seven, Janet Jackson. Number eight, Michael Jackson. Number nine, Whitney Houston. And number 10 in the Billboard list of top 10 artists of all time is Rihanna. Truly presented without comment. I feel like if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably have some idea of what I think of this list. But, you know, I hope that you guys have some thoughts as well. Um, There's also a documentary coming out on the BBC about the princes. Yeah, the princes. Um, That the palace has already been like, yep, no thanks. It definitely is about, like, media coverage. It seems kind of interesting, um, but... I don't know if it's going to be like hateful towards them. There are definitely, I saw a clip of a man who basically was like, we loved Meghan Markle. I don't know why everyone's acting like this. And then it cuts to another journalist who's like, from the beginning, it was about the color of her skin. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> drama, <laughs> fighting, <laughs> pinkies up, punch. Um, I don't know where I'll watch that though, because it doesn't seem like Hulu has access to that one. They got everything but the BBC. Um, let's talk about some shows really quickly that we are getting, you know, rooted in a reality situation. But before I get to that, I do quickly want to say, Say by the Bell season two is back. Pay for Peacock premium for a week or so, kids. It's so good. I'm going to rewatch season one before I start season two. The writers are just the best. It's so quick. It's so funny. It's perfection. Um, okay. Into reality TV. We've got Selling Sunset coming back. We've talked about it a lot. Um, But that's not what I'm here to talk about because it is already available to watch and I haven't gotten around to it. Netflix was like, you like Selling Sunset? Do you want the other coast as well? And we were like, sure. We're getting Selling Tampa next week. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I've been to Tampa. I did not know that this was possible for them, but I'm really happy for them. Incredible. Um, Apparently, we're also getting a spinoff of Selling Sunset called Selling the O.C., which I think is where we're going to get into like the Oppenheim, like brothers splitting up or whatever. I don't know. But like come through real estate on Netflix, HGTV is shaking. Um, They probably really are, you know, no, I'm going to lose my job. Um, We're also getting this series about Colton Underwood coming out, which is like not great. I'll say it. Uh, He's an attractive white man whose emotional abuse and manipulation of his ex-girlfriend is getting pushed under the rug because he's gay now and that's being glorified. I know I said he's gay now, like he wasn't always gay, but do you know what I mean? Like when they were dating, now he, everyone knows he's gay. So it's like fine that he did all that. Not great. Not great. Will I tune in and try and watch an episode or two before I remember he's boring? Of course I will. I'm here to do a service to you. Um, Queer Eye from Texas is coming out on New Year's Eve. So buckle up to hear them all say yeehaw and y'all and then absolutely weep. (laughs) Um, that HBO show about like dating, what is it? 12 dates of Christmas that is back. I have not even gotten a chance to get into it. I didn't finish it last season, but I really want to try. And then I need to talk about some other things that Netflix is producing that are coming out next year. 
they all sound so weird. So one, there's a reality show called Dance Monsters, and it seems like contestants are going to transform into like monsters with like motion capture and like video FX stuff. And then they're going to dance and then judges are going to, yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to watch it either. There's one called Snowflake Mountain, which is, this is a reality show about, I guess, like young adults who aren't like acting right. You know, it'll be someone who's like, my, my dad pays for everything and I've never had a job in my life or whatever. I don't know. It's going to be international and the kids are all going to be put on a mountain with like no Wi-Fi and then they have to like see if they can survive for um, money. So I guess they can't be that rich because what would motivate rich people to, yeah. Anyway, this is one that I think is so crazy. It's called dated and related and it's siblings dance, dancing together. No, wait, there's no dancing. It's siblings who are just trying to find, um, like a partner for one another. I don't know. It seems like a little messy, (laughs) But these are all coming out in 2022 because that's around the corner. Because again, time is flying. Okay, the last thing that I'm paying attention to that I just kind of wanted to tell you all about so that maybe you don't. I mean, like, watch it. It's fine. It's innocent fun, whatever. I watched the Jonas Brothers Family Roast because I kept seeing clips about it. And I was like, let me just get into this. I have thoughts and they're not all positive. So I just need to tell someone the budget must have been wild given the number of celebrities Keenan Thompson hosted for God's sake, loved him. Pete Davidson was there. John Legend was singing a rose song, Lily Singh. But it was also a strange production because it was kind of just like, who are they friends with and can get to like film this one day? Like Dr. Phil was there because his son opens for them every time they're on tour and he had a little bit, honestly, Dr. Phil's bit was not bad. It was pretty funny. Um, Lily Singh is definitely friends with Priyanka. Like she was at the wedding. That's why she was there. Nick was on the voice with John. It was just interesting because I don't think when they thought about doing this roast or when this roast was pitched to them or when they pitched it, however, this was developed. It seems like they just thought they would be able to get whoever they wanted, but they definitely just got their famous friends and they seem so famous and so well known, but it didn't seem like they had as many famous friends as I expected. Like, I don't know, I guess it would have been weird for Miley Cyrus to be there, but I also would have appreciated it. Um, they had their wives roast each of them. So their wa- that was the other thing is the setup of this roast was strange because it was like their wives were all sitting on a couch on one side of a really big stage. And then they were all in three chairs on the other side. And it was like the stage was far too big considering no one was doing a dance routine. So then every time their wives roast them, they all had to walk like six miles to get to each other. Their father sat in a throne-like chair, then on the other side of the wives, even further away, all by himself, because their mother wasn't even there. I don't know why the dad was there, because he didn't roast anyone, but, like, he was occasionally brought up in, like, a very uncomfortable way. Jack Whitehall was there. He genuinely makes me laugh, but, like, kind of bizarre. People were roasting Kevin nonstop, like, nonstop. And I felt like not all of them were funny. Like John Legend roasted him in his song and it was very funny because he roasted all of them and was like, they've never won a Grammy, (laughs) which was just so funny because John has so many. Um, But I do like that we've all gotten older and decided that Kevin is the best Jonas brother. They all roasted each other, which Kevin wasn't the best at that, but that's because I'm convinced that he's the nicest. Um, 
I think the other two hate him. Like, I'm almost positive. The way that they interact, I'm just like, how am I supposed to believe that you like your brother when you never say anything positive about him? I don't know. They can't do anything without him either. But I think that if they could, they would. I think if they really could get Kevin out there to say, like, I don't actually want to do this anymore, they would, like, take off into a career of their own, you know? But um, I enjoyed watching Sophie cheer Kevin on, too. It did make my heart happy. She's also just so funny and so crass that her roast was enjoyable. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I hope it never happens again. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I think that there have to be some families that it would be really funny, but it's like, no one's ever been like, oh my God, you know, the Jonas Brothers, they're so funny. <laughs> I don't know whose idea this was, but I hope that Keenan Thompson's check cleared, you know? Oh, guys, another week of catching up. I'm sure you guys have noticed that I am doing every other week through the holidays. It's an attempt to not take a full hiatus, still catch up, but, you know, gotta, gotta give myself a little bit of grace here. Um, did everyone see the, the video of The Rock giving his truck to that veteran? What a sweet man. Um, a couple other things. I know I didn't talk about flirty at all, to be honest with you. It's because I don't even think I'm ready to talk about it. It is a fantastic album. I, I don't care if you disagree with me. I really don't. I think it's wonderful. Um... The way that my little love has me in its clutches when I don't have a child in sight, I don't even have a dog, and that song has me, I am holding on, barely, you know? Um, just really wonderful. Uh, another thing I'm going to note, won't be watching any live on NBC, no matter how much I love Taraji and Titus, because Harry Connick Jr. in a ball cap is freaking me out. Um, I think he looks that off-putting to let the racists win. Uh, I do like that when they were casting this, they were like, we'll change the racial makeup of this cast because of diversity, but Mr. Warbucks has to be bald. <laughs> um, also, I know I don't typically recommend books, but I am reading this book and I did want to tell you guys. It's called Call Me American. It's by Abdi Noor Iftin. Iftin? I'm confident I'm butchering that. It's a really wonderful story. I'm not even halfway through. It's a memoir. Thought I'd throw a book wreck out there. Since normally my book recommendations are rooted in Nicole Kidman starring in a limited series in it about a few months. So um, not this one, God willing. Uh, but we should be reading, right? And I need to read Passing, too. I know I have brought that up. But that's another one. Because that's already out on Netflix, by the way, if I haven't mentioned it. Um, so, yeah. Going to go check that out from the library. And then I'm going to go listen to 30 again. Because it really... She's just the best. Have y'all seen those videos of, like, Megan Stallion being her backup dancer on Twitter? Twitter's so silly. It's dangerous, but sometimes it's so silly. Anyway, thanks for catching up. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.